1: The volume.
0: Something
2: magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace. Organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com sales.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
2: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, October 16th. What an insane weekend of football. Usually I just open with, hey, Sunday was crazy in the NFL. No, no, no. Not just on the football front, Sunday. But how about Saturday night with the Notre Dame beatdown of USC? Caleb Williams struggling! If your favorite NFL team Sunday took the field and looked like garbage or your quarterback went down and a lot of them did. You looked at Caleb Williams you're like, oh, "That's the guy?" Oof, shaky performance from Caleb. Obviously, listen, he's still a great prospect Well, lots of time to chew on NFL draft stuff. Today's not the day for that. I don't even know where to start. I'm fl- First of all, I'm flying solo. Rob G day off. We're not on YouTube today. Um we will be back on that obviously tomorrow. But there is Uh, I I mean, I kind of have to start with the New York Jets, right? I mean, I got my phone just starts just like a machine gun of texts as the New York Jets pull off the improbable, come from behind, down 14-3, getting smoked by the Eagles. They're in that dangerous blowout zone where you're like, oh, the Eagles will just run the football of them. Couldn't do it. Couldn't run it on my Jets. And the Jets slowly come back. Um, what do they call what? What do you call it? Alligator blood in the Great Gambling movie Rounders. Alligator blood, check and check, Jets just just kept coming. They just kept coming. They would not go away. And improbably, Jalen Hurst throws a third interception, and the Jets set up. They score, and everybody's like, "Oh, they scored too early." Uh, the announcers even said the Jets were allowed a touchdown. The Eagles like basically played two hand touch. I don't know who the announcer was. It might have been Mark Sanchez. I'm not sure. But the announcer basically said, oh, they let them score quickly. So they could get the ball back and they're like, ah, oh, they got time. And and it's the Eagles are so good you just assumed oh they're going to come down and score. And it was like bing bang boom four and out game over. Jets win. The Jets, ladies and gentlemen, have now defeated Josh Allen and the Bills, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and they fought back against Patrick Mahomes and lost by three the schedule that is a gauntlet the first six games is over and magically the jets got to 500 three and three and just a crazy stat to just show you how wild the nfl is right now you know the league wants parody which is i think not a terrible idea i don't love socialism in society in fact i don't like it um but I love socialism in sports. I mean, you want everybody to have a chance. 13 of the 16 teams in the AFC are 500 or better. Like everybody's in the playoff mix except for the Broncos and Patriots. Those two teams are done. I mean, the Titans are probably done, but the division—like nobody can run away and hide in that division. Although the Jags um, made my Colts pick look foolish. Uh, contest two and two, not as good as the five and zero last week. The good news is the guy who's leading the thing, who started twenty-one and four, he went—I think one and four. Third place guy went one and four. Everybody had a rough week at the top. So if the Chargers can come through for me tonight, plus two and a half, I'll feel feel good. A lot of people had losing weekends this weekend. Um, all right, so back to the Jets real quick. Of course, as soon as the Jets get the surprising win over the Eagles, I go to the schedule, I clip it off, and I send it to one of my Jets text chains and some other guys I talk to, and it's like, listen, this why can't they win 10 games? Why can't? I mean, honestly. So they get the bye now, so they'll get healthy. Hopefully, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner come out of the uh, concussion protocol and are fine, some health on the offensive line. Like, Tipman left the game. Hopefully, it's not a multi-week injury. The offensive line's just decimated. You know, Brees Hall getting some rest. Garrett Wilson went out, dinged up, came back. He had a good game. Jets get healthy. They got the Giants. I have that down as a win. They're uh, at home against the Chargers. I have that as a loss. They get the Raiders. I have as a win. Buffalo, I have as a loss. Miami, I have as a win. Yes, Thanksgiving in New York will be cold. I think the Jets will have a shot. And by the way, the Jets defended McDaniels offense very, very strongly last year. Atlanta, I have as a win. Houston I have as a win. Miami, I'll say they lose down in uh, in Miami. Uh, I think they beat Washington. I have Cleveland as a loss and New England as a win. By the way, New England, they're aggressively bad, folks. I mean, I, I, I've got a, a plethora of notes, of course, because I had to watch the Patriots because I had them in the contest. Plus two and a half. And as they get the touchdown, thank goodness, Crosby with a dumb penalty, the Patriots pull within two. Then they get to stop. And I actually knew the stop there was probably worse than the Raiders just running out the clock because I instantly, all these people are like, oh, you're safe, you got it, congrats. I was like, wait a minute, Mac Jones is a buffoon. Guys, come on, Mac Jones could hand them points. Mac Jones drops the best pass that he's made all season into the breadbasket of Devontae Parker, who promptly drops a 50-yard reception. Dropped it. And you you know what happened like a play or two later, right? (laughs) Mac Jones eats a sack in the end zone for the safety. Two points. Patriots lose by four, no cover. Patriots are now a nightmare. This is an unbelievable stat I I was not aware of. Mac Jones, in his last 13 games as an underdog, 0-13 against the spread. <laughs> I mean, lost 13 in a row as a dog? And against the spread? Hasn't covered in 13 as a dog? I, I know this team is bad, but goodness gracious. Um, the Patriots had not been in the red zone in 2020. 20- Seven drives. 27. And ultimately, they got into the red zone. Um, I believe it was the 27th or 30th drive. My notes are a a jumbled mess. And essentially, the New England Patriots are the the worst team in the AFC. And, you know, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, after the red zone pick by Mac Jones, Belichick's probably going to pull him, right? Belichick's probably going to yank him, put in Cunningham, and then this is over. And then he kept Mac Jones in there. Mac Jones was not good. At all, and I and I started to wonder. Let me let me just guess. Is there a, is there a, a scenario where Belichick didn't really want Mac Jones and now doesn't like him, and now is just like you know what? I'm not going to pull him. Let's keep him in there. He stinks. We'll get a high draft pick. Like I I, I know I'm not saying Belichick's tanking, but is, is there like a, a a silent tank possibly happening? Like listen, I, I don't like this guy. He, he's going outside the building for advice. He's being chirpy. He's got that only child syndrome where, you know, he thinks he deserves everything and uh, every, always got everything. And is Matt Jones one of those guys who's just unlikable at the NFL level with the Patriots? I, I don't know. And just Belichick keeping him out there is stunning. And how about this? McDaniels now 2-0 and against Belichick, both of them in Vegas, both late victories in the fourth quarter. And um, – I don't know. New England just stinks. I'll say this is one that I got right for the season. I said the Patriots were like a five win team, five or six. And um, it it feels like they're headed that way. They are very, very bad. And defensively, they're not great. Uh, I think the Raiders had like 350 yards of offense. Like Brian Hoyer comes in the game and I'm like, oh, Patriots got a shot. And then Hoyer, of course, like a 50 yard bomb down the field. And it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are the Patriots that bad? And the answer is yes. Like, they're unbackable here going forward. Um, What else do I have? Uh, So let's go back to the Jets for a sec. Okay, so I went through that schedule. And I I need to just, I'm not pumping the brakes, but I'm reminding people that the Jets, uh, uh, it's not like they're winning because of Zach Wilson. That is not what is happening. And I just need people to understand when you look at quarterback wins, like, it's just, it doesn't really mean anything. Because here's the reality. Zach Wilson's not doing anything other than not screwing up. He's not making winning plays. Are you ready? 19 of 33 for 186, and he was sacked five times. Basically, he didn't fumble. He didn't throw an interception. And the Jets won the turnover battle 4 nothing, And still barely won the game. Like, this is not sustainable. Now, the counter is, well, Jay, Jay, Jay. They're playing the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, come on, this is the creme de la creme. Like, you're playing the top dogs. Now, wh- what happens when Zach Wilson steps down in class against the Giants after the buy And I'll be like, well, <laughs> you know, Josh Allen kind of just struggled big time. He was on the struggle bus uh, 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 against um, Wink Martindale's defense. And uh, all of a sudden, Buffalo's look quite mortal the last two weeks. The the loss to Jacksonville and, um, and this win if you want to put it in air quotes, is win over the Giants. I mean, Saquon grinding out 93, Tyrod Taylor, you know. Uh, uh, listen, basically the New York Giants on a crappy Sunday Night Football game, honestly, that I was not locked in on because I thought it was going to be a route. I was telling I was telling the producers, hey, maybe we should uh, – I can record early. I can finally get to bed early on a Sunday night. I can get to an early workout. And then, of course, it's like a close game. And I'm just going to remind people before they're like, hey, you know, the Giants have something. The end of the first half and the end of the game, the Giants had two plays from the one-yard line to end the half and end the game, and they ended up with zero points. And what game was this? I think it was a Washington-Oregon game Saturday, which was a hell of a game. Awesome college football game. If you missed it, like go watch the YouTube like condensed highlights. It was excellent. In that game, the Oregon coach made a couple of bizarre decisions to not kick field goals. He's like, I don't, I don't need the points. Let's go for it on fourth down. And they failed. And then if they had actually kicked a field goal in the, in the first half, they would have been in great shape at the end of the game. And, of course, their kicker misses, uh, which would have said the game to overtime, and they end up losing. But it's like, you know, I, I know it's not cool – analytically and you want to win online and how do you win social media when you're coaching a football game will you do the you do the uh, aggressive analytic you go for it i saw even the atlanta coach in atlanta washington we're seeing a lot of overthinking out there and I, I i know what they say they're like oh listen if you're down 14 in the fourth and you score you've got to go for two and i'm like uh, why oh oh The object of the game is to win, so if you get the two-pointer and then you get a touchdown, you win. Okay, and if you don't get the two-pointer, so then you're chasing points and you need to go for another two-pointer. And theoretically, you know, you should be able to get three yards. You should have a three-yard play. But a lot of things can go wrong, and I know you're supposed to play the percentages. Well, guess what? Uh, Atlanta, Arthur Smith, they get the touchdown, they go for two, and there was some, uh, there was a penalty, so it was like half the distance or whatever. And so they're at the one and a half yard line. They try to run it, and Washington stopped them. 24-16. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, well, uh, you know, I got Washington plus two and a half. I guess if Atlanta scores, maybe they miss the two again, and I get the the cover. Um, but it just, it messes totally with, with the gambling aspect, which is obviously what I care more about than any, anything here. Um, but I, I got to say, a lot of overthinking. Like, I know it looks weak and it doesn't play well on social media when, like, the numbers guys come out and they're like, oh, no, no, this was a horrible decision. This was a terrible EV decision by this coach to do this. Like, again, it's one thing to coach based on a spreadsheet when you're sitting in your on your couch go into the arena, work with a team where you know your job is on the line weekly. You know Some of these coaches, their job's on the line and you keep going for it, going for it, going for it. And it's like this guy, you, I mean, you miss on four of those and I know it's a small sample size. Well, guess what? Probably going to be out of a job. I'm not saying that's the right way for the owner and the GM to act, but that's the reality. Anybody, anybody can sit at home and be like, terrible call. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. What are they thinking? Okay, have you coached at any level? Have you done anything? Co- 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 coach your kids in youth sports. See how easy it is. It is very difficult. Now you think you're at the highest level in the NFL, and I'm thinking, you know, you got the backup quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. W- what are we doing? Just kick the field goal, Brian. You're back. I know you're back in Buffalo. You want to make a big statement. You got your backup quarterback. Co- you don't have. You got Patrick Mahomes. It's a different story. You got one of the elite quarter. You got Justin Herbert. Yeah, like Brandon, uh, what's-his-face does. Uh, Brandon Staley. Yeah, go for it. Um, At any rate, just a lot of questionable decisions. Um, A couple other things I have in my notes. So let's go through the quarterback injuries, shall we? Quarterbacks are dropping like flies. So Justin Fields goes down with some sort of hand, finger, thumb injury, uh, leaves the game. His backup comes in. And I think on his first NFL snap, he fumbles, and it was a scoop and score for the Vikings. Okay? Um, Let's see. Uh, Daniel Jones already out, missed a game. Bryce Young has missed a game. So three quarterback injuries in the NFC. That doesn't sound like a lot. The AFC is a bloodbath. Jimmy G went down, back injury, and this was odd. It's like in the fourth quarter. And they're like, "Yeah, Jimmy G went to a local hospital. Like what <laughs> for a back injury? Ryan Tannehill carted off. Looks like an ankle. Boy, his backup is rough. Anthony Richardson was determined either Saturday night or Sunday morning. He's out for the season for the Colts. So it's going to be the Gardner Minshew show. I will take a massive dump on Gardner Minshew for that Colts performance in a second. Kenny Pickett, I believe, missed some time. I think he did. I'm not 100% sure. might have been last year. Aaron Rodgers, of course, out for the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson missed another game. How about P.J. Walker showing out? Not really. He didn't play that great. Um, but the quarterback injuries are start, starting to mount, and and that's when I start looking at the draft, and I'm like, well, would this team draft a quarterback? Like, I think Chicago would, but who's doing the picking? Giants, I think they would, but I don't know. Uh, Bryce Young obviously is going to get more than one year. By the way, him and Thielen have have something going on. And I'm sure if you're just scoreboard watching, you totally missed this because of the final score in the cover. But Carolina led the Dolphins 14-0. Yeah, that's a real thing that actually happened. Um, Miami was sleepy. And I think I might have mentioned this on the pod. I was like, listen, they got the Eagles on deck. I can see them just screwing around and, and not getting it. Carolina 14 nothing, and you're like, oh, wow, what's going on here? And then Miami does what it does. Tua drops back. Raheem Mostert just starts running over people. And next thing you know, they're up big. Despite a Mike White pick six, Mike White, the former Jets quarterback, comes in for Tua late because they're up a lot. First pass is like the dumbest throw you've seen. Into the flat, the guy just, it's like handing it to the DB who goes the distance for the pick six. And you're like, holy cow, they're within the number. And then Miami goes down the field and scores again and puts it away. And I feel bad for anybody who actually bet Carolina. Um, But like the look ahead was very, very evident. I think Eagles, who are looking ahead to the Dolphins. And then I think the Dolphins, who were looking ahead to the Eagles. Very clearly, those two teams got caught napping. Um, A quick word on Gardner Minshew. And I know uh, Rob's not here. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. He doesn't like when I just bounce around. Um, But you know, listen, when you, when you put in your picks um, for the contest, the million dollar contest, you are heavily invested. Like I need this guy to deliver. And I felt good about Gardner Minshew. And this guy comes out and I don't know if he was feeling the pressure of, Oh, Anthony Roberts, uh, Anthony Richardson's out for the season. This is my show. I'm the guy, but Oh my gosh, he was awful. Three interceptions. Two of them were, like, five yards over the receiver's head. The safety just was just sitting there. He's like, thank you very much. When Gardner Minshew throws the ball 55 times, you're in trouble. Like, four turnovers from Minshew, and they led, like, directly to points. So, Minshew fumbles. The next play, ETN scores for Jacksonville. Um, And then, uh, what's-his-name throws? uh, Minshew throws a, a horrible interception. Jacksonville goes in 21-3. Then in the second half, there was a pick. They needed to go like they went nine yards and kicked a field goal. So he handed them 17 points. Like, that's impossible. And and this was like a theme that I don't know a lot of people will talk about. But if you look at the box score, I'm going to give you two numbers. Colts had 121 more yards than the Jags. Colts, 4.7 yards per play. Jags, 3.8. Like, the Jags were sleepy after two weeks. In London, that is a thing that happened. But when the opponent is handing you the football like Gardner Minshew did, well, it doesn't matter how sleepy you are. Folks, this is how bad the Jacksonville offense was. The Colts had 11 tackles for loss. They were living in the backfield. The Jags had one explosive play over 20 yards to Christian Kirk. Like, the read on my end was good. Uh, You know what? We've never seen a team two weeks in London. I think they're going to be a little jet-lagged and sleepy and not totally with it. And they were. Offensively, they were not good. And it's not like the Jacksonville defense was phenomenal. Go look at the Minshew screw-ups, folks. It's on Minshew. He was terrible. Okay, I- I've ranted enough. Um, I I mean, I- I- I'm not trying to crush the guy, but he was awful.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage,
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office, install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/Colin. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Now listen, I do want to defend, because I think probably my hottest, eh, it's not that hot, my hottest take was, I don't think this Niners loss is that big of a deal. I know that's not going to be popular. I came on here a week ago, guys. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? I said, the Browns are the better of the week, plus three and a half. I bet it. And then, of course, Deshaun Watson's ruled out. I feel like an idiot. I'm like, oh, I'm such a moron. And I buy out of it at like eight. I'm like, all right, fine. Everybody takes the Niners in the contest thinking it's a layup. Well, what was the stat that I, I talked about? Jim Schwartz has defensively dominated Kyle Shanahan. And what happened to the 49ers offense? Shanahan couldn't do jack squat. Are you ready for this? San Francisco was held to 215 yards, the lowest output in the Shanahan era since he took over. Cleveland did not have Nick Chubb or Deshaun Watson. This is about Jim Schwartz and the Cleveland defense. I, I, I mean, I know people don't want to hire defensive guys, but I'm telling you right now, Jim Schwartz is probably, like. It, let's say there's five jobs that come open. I think Jim Schwartz is probably going to get one of them. He's been that good. I saw a stat. The Browns through five games have allowed the fewest yards in fifty-two years. And you could say, well, look at the opponents they're playing. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, the Niners score 30 on everybody and they're the number one team in the league, and they just shut them down. Like this this Schwartz defense is no friggin' joke. Now, I'll add this is why to me it's not a huge deal. Um, you're not gonna see you're not gonna see Schwartz in the Super Bowl. You're not gonna see him in the playoffs. He's in the AFC. That's number one. Number two, the Niners kicker, who they drafted in the third round. Why you would draft a kicker, I'll never understand this. He missed two field goals, including what would have been the game winner. A 41-yarder. Like, bro, 41, that's it? I guess 51, I get it. I know the conditions were not great, but a 41-yarder? I don't know. He missed two field goals. The other thing is, at one point they lost Trent Williams. He did return, but he was not 100%, and he got bullied by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett beat him. The, the numbers I was able to pull, 15 head-to-head matchups. Miles Garrett, four pressures in 15 matchups with Trent Williams. Like, Trent was banged up. It looked gruesome. I was with my son. Um, well, I was at his soccer game, you know, and I'm watching Red Zone. I'm monitoring my dog. It was a little chaotic, talking to dads. Um, and... The injury happens. I think it was like in between the second and third quarter of my son, a uh, halftime or whatever. So, you know, I'm watching. He's like, give me a fantasy update. I tell him what's going on. Um, and then I showed, look at this injury. You know, he comes over Look like, in the middle of the game. They, they ended up 1-1 tie. You don't care. Um, but it was like that Cleveland performance was incredible. We, we knew it was coming. Now, people are going to overreact to Brock Purdy. Listen, they pressured the hell out of him. That defense is no joke. They have the best – I think the best front – seven in the league, front four. They pressured Purdy on 45% of his drop back, sacked him three times. Like, it was a pretty awesome defensive performance, but that's it. Debo Samuel went down. I had him in fantasy. It did not go well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey went down. Now, that's the interesting one. We don't really know what it is. I, I tried to read an oblique, but they're keeping, wraps on, they're keeping it under wraps. It sounds like the Niners are flying back west and then they will then head back to Minnesota for Monday Night Football. Um, I don't know if Debo will be there. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey will be there. I did get fortunate enough to pick up the kid Mason in Fantasy, his backup, CMax max backup. Um, we'll see. Uh, if McCaffrey's not there, that, that, uh, ju- that impacts the handicap. But I will say this. I already bet two games— and a lot of people like to just fast forward, not a lot, but some people like to just fast forward to the end. Oh, just give me the bets, Jay. I don't want to hear the process. I don't just, just give me who did you take, you know? Um, I don't love that, guys. You know, get get on board. It's it's fun. Um so I did make two bets. I bet the 49ers minus minus six and a half in Minnesota. Okay. Total fool's gold with the Minnesota win over the Bears. Come on. Fields leaves, they put in the backup, like, come on. Minnesota is just not good with Jeff did you see how much of a struggle it was without Justin Jefferson um they get, Jordan Addison did okay um and then uh overall they couldn't really do anything and then the other game I bet was Seattle minus eight and a half against Arizona um we'll we'll, we'll get to that um we'll probably get to that tomorrow but besides the uh quarterback injuries and the 49ers I do think in the NFC uh, it, it The Detroit Lions are a team that bears watching. Um, I have not been consistent on them. Um, This season, dating back to the offseason, like I liked them a lot, and then I came off of them because everybody was on them. I I got to stop being impacted by the unwashed masses. Currently, Detroit has the number two point differential in the NFC. They are really looking good. They go into Tampa. They're running back. Montgomery gets hurt. They're down to Craig Reynolds and some other guy I've never heard of. They can't run the ball, so they have to lean on Goff. And what does Goff do? With Ben Johnson, the OC, they dial up some really cool, interesting stuff. And, folks, the Detroit defense shows up. Tampa basically could do nothing until the final drive of the game. They were held to 182 yards before Baker made a couple plays on the final drive to get them, like, in, I guess within scoring range. But... To go to Tampa and totally shut them down, I was impressed. And for Goff to deal, Amara Saint Brown is back. Um, this team is this team is strong, man. I don't, I I did not know they were this good. And they've got that division sewn up. It's over. That division is on lock. Uh, I, Packers are toast. I, I I think it's over. And I if I looked at the schedule, Detroit. If you want to buy, buddy, my dog is over here. If you want to look at um, futures for a team, I I think to be the number one seed, if you can find it, Detroit Lions. Folks, they've got 11 games left. I believe they will be favored in eight or nine of them. Philly has a tougher schedule. San Fran has a slightly tougher schedule. If Detroit can stay healthy, they only have a couple of tough games left um the ravens and i don't know that the ravens are that good i mean they you could argue jj they could be 6 and 0 yeah i i know but it's not like an impressive um they're they're not blowing teams out like detroit is suffocating teams baltimore's surviving teams their red zone performance in london was just complete horse manure um so you look at that detroit schedule you say okay they're probably going to be uh underdogs in baltimore they're probably going to be underdogs against the Chargers, and then the other game, where there'll probably be a dog, is in Dallas. But, folks, a lot can happen. As we've seen around the league, a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. We're seeing quarterbacks drop like flies. I don't know. I I would not be shocked if the Detroit Lions were the number one seed in the NFC. All that being said, I still think the Niners wouldn't have any problems going into Detroit and beating them. Um, I'll be interested to see that Detroit run defense, which bottled up Tampa. It'd be very interesting to see if they could slow the Shanahan run defense. Now, um, I don't know. I'll have to look at like, again, the Jim Schwartz thing really opened my eyes. And we talked about it with Adam Chernoff, familiarity and coaches having one another's numbers like that's, I'm going to be doing much more of that in my handicapping offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator, um, It just feels like that's the kind of thing I need to drill down on more and try to find edges that way because um, I don't know. This was just a wacky weekend. I like the Saints. Saints lose um, in Houston to Car. Jeez, he's so bad. Uh, I did like the Vikings. Um, Indy hurt. Seattle hurt. Uh, I'm I'm not going to talk about that. I don't. What am I going to say? They kept screwing up in the red zone. They were the right side. I know people don't want to hear that. Seattle. Seattle had a hundred and 60 what is i got to do math here 100, almost 170 more yards 5.0 yards per play to 4.0 Seattle 24 first down Cincinnati 15 and then the game was the red zone Bengals 2 for 2 ba- by the way Bengals did nothing for the second half of that game they did not do jack squat Seattle in the red zone 1 for 5 Gino an interception at the 3 yard line okay that you got to get points there His Gino's next interception handed the Bengals a field goal. Then they had a turnover on downs inside the 10. Gino took a sack and then they had a turnover on downs in the final minute. um, At the Seattle. So, so you're telling me they got inside the 10 yard line three times and got zero points. You're never going to win a football game that way. But the handicap was Seattle's the side. They moved the ball. They did everything. They just did not score touchdowns and Ultimately, they didn't even get any points inside the 10 because of some poor decisions. All that being said, um, keep an eye on this. The Orlando Brown injury to the Bengals' offensive line did hurt them. When he went down in the second half, I didn't see the offense move the ball at all. It got pretty ugly for Cincy. I don't think all is right. I know some people want to say, oh, they're fine. Cincinnati's in great shape. Look, they're winning. Guys, let's just settle down. Let's pump the brakes on Seattle. I don't know who the best team in that division is. The records say the Ravens. Ravens are very inconsistent for my liking. Um, I think, I think that covers most of the, the, the good stuff from Sunday overall, just a wacky slate. I'm so glad though, that we do not have, um, uh, London football this coming week, week seven, by the way, I did go through it. I told you the two bets I made. Um, but like in all honesty, uh, Jacksonville, New Orleans on Thursday. Uh, I'm seeing a report now that Trevor Lawrence banged up his knee. Don't know what what's going to be his story on Thursday. He banged it up on like the final series or fourth quarter. Cleveland Indy. Um, Minshew against P.J. Walker on Sunday, really? Um, Buffalo, New England. I don't know if Mac Jones is starting at this point. Uh, he, was, he was bad. Uh, Washington. Sam Howell against, I don't know, Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones. Who knows? Um, Detroit-Baltimore should be a good game. That's the marquee game in the 1 p.m. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to be back. Uh, is it Hoyer? Is it AOC? And then who, who's the quarterback for Chicago? The guy they put in, I, I'm not familiar with him. Undrafted dude, uh, in for fields, like with two backup quarterbacks in that crap game. Um, Atlanta, Tampa, I, Desmond Ritter feels like he's going to be a storyline this week because gosh, he was horrible. Um, I needed that. I had Washington in the contest and then Pittsburgh Rams should be a good one. Um, Next – oh, the afternoon games are good. Pittsburgh Rams um, – oh, no, they're not. <laughs> Green Bay-Denver is not a good game. Chargers-KC will be a good game. Sunday Night Football next week is epic. Dolphins-Eagles. Uh, and then Niners-Minnesota on Monday Night Football. All right, so for tonight's game, I am financially invested in the L.A. Chargers. It is my second biggest wager of the weekend. And I'm extremely nervous about it because anytime I end up going heavy, I end up getting hurt. Let me check where it is. Now I got the two and a half. You could you could try to find. No, you can't. Uh, it sounds like the high in the market is two. Everywhere else is one and a half. So essentially money coming in on the chargers at home. I'm telling you, it'll be a sixty-five or seventy percent cowboys crowd, maybe more we'll see what's up with the Chargers injuries with Bosa, Eckler and uh, Derwin James. If, if, if Bosa and Derwin missed, you know, Dak could, could have some success here. Um, This is, is a big game. It feels like for, all right, here we go. Injury report. Um, Eckler full practice. Derwin James full practice. Bosa light practice. Hmm. So, But without a safety, Gilman, uh, cornerback Leonard Dallas will be without Godwin. We know Van Der Esch went on the IR. Um, Yeah, so I I think that this feels, if you're looking um, in prop country and you don't mind jumping on a player who's missed a few weeks and is coming back, this feels like one of these Eckler games out of the backfield. If they see Micah Parsons on one side, Herbert's smart enough that, oh, let's get. Eckler to the other side and let's dump it off to him going away from their fastest player. Uh, Vander Esch is now hurt and let's try to make the safeties tackle Eckler in space. And, Oh, by the way, if you want to move the safeties up, Oh, we've got Keenan Allen who is having a great season. Um, I think he had like almost 19 or 20 catches uh, in a, in a game recently. He, he's very good. Oh, it was a Vikings game, I think. and, I just I don't see this Dallas offense stopping the Chargers. Now, of course, the Dallas defense will certainly play better after getting destroyed in San Fran, but I did note that instead of staying west, they travel back, and then you see Jerry Jones, you know, one of those. There's like, Jerry Jones is a practice today. Oh, really? the billionaire owner, unhappy after his team got their ass kicked, shows up at practice. He's like walking around with his hands behind his back, and it's like, oh, okay, got it. And then they're flying back out to L.A., Um, you know Dak's going to be all locked in. And it's not like the Chargers defense is awesome, guys. Honestly, uh, like uh, Chargers defense is not a unit you can ever trust. The last quarterback they faced was a uh, AOC of the Raiders who kind of got them back in the game late. That should have never been a game. Um, and before that, it was like Kirk Cousins who had a ton of yards. They lost to Ryan Tanna Thrill on the road. Um, Tua obviously carved him up late. And, oh, by the way, Chargers up next against their hated rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's tough to say it's look ahead because I can't imagine that they're going to be looking ahead of the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football. It's not one of those games where you could just be like, oh, yeah, well, next week we got that. No, 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 no. We got some business. Like, this is going to be a a pretty big-time spot, and and I you get the sense if Dallas doesn't show up here, it's one of those games where Tuesday the sky is kind of sort of falling. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go. What w- what changes are we going to make? And it's not like this Chargers offensive line has been great outside of Slater. Pipkins is eh. Um, uh, is Lindsey hurt again? Geez, these guys always hurt. I, 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 it, nothing's ever a slam dunk with the Chargers, ever. No games are ever easy for them. Um, looking at their, their scores this season, so they lose by two, they lose by three, they win by four, they win by seven. All one-score games. This game will not be any different. I just need the Chargers to come out on top. I'm very curious just how much this, this team runs the football, knowing that when they get to the red zone, it's dicey. Um, you know, you the Cowboys can look really good in between the 20s, and then you get in the red zone, and it's like, what are we going to do here? Let's be conservative. Let's kick field goals. Now, that would be bad news for me. In, um what was not a great Sunday in fantasy, I um, – I'm facing one of the top teams, and I'm leading by 10, and he has the kicker for the Cowboys. So obviously, I I want McCarthy getting aggressive in the red zone while also winning my bet. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, that's a good, long Monday podcast. We're back tomorrow with some incendiary takes on the Cowboys. Sky is falling. Let's go, Chargers. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: The volume.